Hello, welcome to another MLEX special audio interview. This is the series that brings you our reporters' conversations with key newsmakers around the world. My name is James Paniki. I'm a senior editor here at MLEX. It's great to have your company. Today, we bring you an interview with Poland's new Justice Minister, Adam Bodnar. As you can imagine, Bodnar is in the hot seat at the moment as he moves to reverse the previous government's eight years of policies, with many of those policies focused on reframing the justice system amid local and international concerns. Bodnar is a former human rights commissioner and he wants to show European Union officials that Poland has turned the page on the previous administration of the Law and Justice Party. Restoring ties with the EU and unblocking EU funds that were suspended over a rule of law dispute are now top priorities. Bodnar sat down with Matthew Newman, MLEX's Brussels-based chief correspondent who writes about data protection, privacy, telecoms, cybersecurity and AI. We had a few problems with Matthew's microphone, as you'll hear, but the minister's words came through loud and clear. And Matthew began by asking Bodnar how he intended to proceed in winding back these eight years in which the rule of law took such a battering in Poland. Um, I, I think it is it is extremely important point to start with this, you know, eight years uh, reference because uh, I think we do not appreciate what does it mean for for any democratic state that for eight years you are facing the constant erosion of democratic institutions that some of them are taken over in order to uh, implement purely political purposes when the the legal character of certain institutions is completely changed in order to implement certain uh, basic political objectives you know these were uh, those elections that happened on 15th October uh, it was it was the major point of those elections you know whether we are accepting the system of power or whether we are going we are going to change but please note that uh, even if the result of elections uh, was to the benefit of the previous opposition now the democratic coalition you cannot do everything just like this because there are still people in the system and there are still uh, some institutional elements that are to great extent controlled by the previous uh, government or the, by the previous ancien regime. Like, for example, Mr. President, who is saying that he's not going to sign any law. Okay, Or uh, you have the Constitutional Court uh, that is uh, quite openly objecting uh, any changes in the, in the legal system. And it is the same Constitutional Court, like I would say, in the same composition as the one who was you know, claiming that Poland should exit the European Union, okay, that, that the EU law is below the Polish, is below Polish constitution or that it is the same constitutional code that was restricting access to legal abortion for Polish women. So right now this new government is like in this, uh, in this situation that you would like to make some changes, but you have to, you are facing all those uh, barriers uh, institutional barriers, but also, I would say, individual barriers, because for many people that are in the system, it is a question of something like a personal change, opportunistic change, opportunistic choice, sorry, that they have made in last couple of years. So, you know, so for example, if you have uh, people uh, in the media sector, in the public media, you know, they were earning like, you know, some enormous amounts of money. So for them, it is not just a question of protecting institutions, but it is just about protecting their own individual interest. Uh, the same with, with judges in the Constitutional Court. It is about protecting their 
choice they have made to serve the previous uh, you know semi-authoritarian uh, government so taking all of this into account you know we try to do everything what is possible within limits of law and i would like to underline this within limits of law in order to make a real change in the operation of the system in order for the people to feel that we are not just waiting uh, for the moment when uh, you know everything is clear and when mr president is not blocking anything but simply uh, we would like to achieve certain effects of change using those uh, instruments those measures that we have at our disposal you know so that is what is happening but still you know i would like to underline we do we try to do everything in accordance with with law but simply trying to find some loopholes trying to find some mistakes trying to find some elements of the legal system thanks to which you may achieve that kind of a change sounds like a, a law a lawyer's dream or a nightmare uh, uh, a dream and a nightmare at the same time because uh, because of course you know you must be creative uh, but uh, you don't really uh, know what kind of effect you may achieve uh, using that kind of measures uh, but at the same time you know that you cannot just say that you know we ignore uh, that that we are going to live in that kind of a uh, in that kind of a system, and I think you know the discussion about public media is basically about this, you know, and the choice that has been made by Mr. Sienkiewicz is about the use of the general corporate rules, uh, the code of uh, civil companies, in order to change the the way how the uh, public companies operate. But I think what brings legitimacy to those changes is not just the question of how you make a change but what you are offering afterwards, okay? And in the context of public media, I think it is quite obvious to, uh, to us that it is not a change that is going to serve the government, but it is the change that is going to serve the, all the people, you know? And I will just give you an example. You know, just uh, two days ago, I was interviewed in the public TV, and it was just a regular interview, you know? It was not just kind of, you know, like a propaganda material that how great minister you are, but it was just a, you know, like very good uh, professional interview. So it's like kind of boring, just uh, factual, yeah. rather than using lev trying to leverage yeah. the state media. Yeah. So, so that is the difference because before elections, state media were operating in only one-sided fashion, and they were also used as an instrument of hatred, as an instrument of uh, putting different politicians of the opposition, you know, in a very detrimental uh, position. You know, Mr. Tusk was all the time named as a, you know, uh, German politician, you know, with a lot of phrases that were against him, with a lot of, uh, and, and all of what happened with respect to him created kind of a public threat to him. You know, even uh, I was also, there were sometimes I was attacked by uh, public media. So basically anybody who was against government was subject of different forms of attacking. So, so what we try to do is basically to stop it, but with respect to the public media, just to create this media that operate really as public media serving to any uh, individual, serving to the general public. So, you know, it is quite amazing that even if you watch those new, new news programs, they are even boring, you know, because they are not, they are just presenting news as they are, you know, not in this kind of uh, accelerated, boosted way, as it happened uh, so before. The public will see a change yeah. with that, but also maybe the Constitutional Tribunal? Do you think that's going to be the next big fight? And how do you, you know, make that um, depoliticized? Or maybe separating the public prosecutor's office yeah. with the justice minister, yeah. your, your yeah, current yeah. position? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, are those uh, on your agenda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm responsible for this. With respect to the constitutional court, you know, we have a court which is highly politicized, which is used even these days in order to bring some detriment to the government, in order to stop some of those processes that happen. And we are going to propose like a complex solution to the constitutional court. Uh, it is, you know, a little bit too early for me to say what would be in this proposal, but but we hope that there will be a chance for like a like a re renewing importance of the constitutional court. You know, that is the only thing I may say at this moment. Okay, but 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 we are aware that with that kind of a constitutional court operating like this, we cannot go further. Okay, that that we must uh, create something that will be important for the general public that uh, that Polish uh, state deserves of having like a good proper constitutional court. The question is, of course, whether there will be a political agreement on this and whether the current opposition would prefer to stay with that kind of a politicized, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, organ, but the organ which is losing a lot of its legitimacy or whether we can bring like the agreement uh, that would create, like, a, that would renew the importance of the constitutional so court. somehow avoid a veto from the president. Of course, it would require the. It would require also the active participation of the, uh, of the president. And the same with you know prosecutor's office. You know, please note, I'm the prosecutor general. Uh, I could, you know, on the basis of this law, I could stay with those powers. I could, you know, go further with different, uh, uh, with creating more and more impact on how the prosecution works. But, you know, I just proposed one week ago that it is the idea of this government to separate the Office of the Ministry of Justice and the Prosecutor uh, uh, General. Moreover, I, um, you know, we are joining the European Public Prosecution Office. So my point is that, you know, we, we are not those ones who would like to kind of, you know, take over different institutions, but simply we would like to create them integral, independent, uh, and and working like in a typical, you know, civilized uh, uh, country. And and the question is whether the other side of the political spectrum is understanding that that is our uh, our cause of action. And uh, and I would even say that with respect to the selection of people to some institutions already, we try to show it. Uh, like, for example, just a couple of days ago, the new Data Protection Commissioner has been appointed, and he's, you know, person with a huge, he's not a member of any political party, he was never there, he's just a person who is working in the field uh, of data protection and human rights for the last 25 years, with a huge support of the civil society. But for us, it is important that we have a person who is really independent, who could come here to Brussels mm -hmm. and could be presented as also our, you know, trademark uh, as a simply good guy in this position. You met with uh, the Justice Commissioner, yeah. the Reinders, last week. Yeah. And the signs and mood mu music was very positive. And uh, there's this huge amount of EU funds that are yeah. sitting, uh, yeah. have been blocked for years. Um, do you have the impression that that 67 billion is soon going to be unblocked, or is it, is it going to be a gradual um, unblocking, or what, what kind of steps do you think need to be uh, yeah. taken? Yeah. Uh, you know, please note that it was one of many visits of uh, EU officials in Poland since elections, because we had I had a visit uh, in my office of Vera Jurova, she was first, then there was a visit of Ursula von der Leyen, 
No, 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 sorry. There was uh, Mr. Prime Minister was, was here uh, meeting Ursula von der Leyen, then Mr. Reinders, and next week we are going to have a visit of Laura Kovesi, the European Public Prosecution, um, uh, uh, public, European Public Prosecutor. Um, and um, so uh, for us, those visits is, are, they are not just visits of, you know, just for the sake of making them, but it is a sign of friendship, sign of loyalty, of building trust, of showing that anybody who is coming from the European Union would be treated as somebody who is, uh, that we are basically strong partner and strong member of the European Union that is loyal, that wants to work together on EU values and on the implementation of the EU law and the development of the EU law. So, and we wanted to, to show a change, you know, as compared to the previous government. And obviously, uh, those visits uh, are connected or interconnected with the EURIC are very fund. Uh, I hope that those funds would be unblocked uh, soon, uh, and that's why uh, you know we are discussing we are discussing at the technical level implementation of those remaining uh, uh, milestones um, concerning uh, rule of law. Any particular milestones that you think need to be reached uh, in the next couple of weeks? Uh, you know, I would say that. Because you know, of course, we can go into details, yeah. Sure. But but in my just opinion, a, just a general yeah. But in my opinion, like the most important point is to show to the Commission our commitment to the EU law, mm -hmm. and that no judge would be ever disciplined in Poland for using EU law. Uh, that no judge in Poland would be ever subject of any suspension or any penalties for uh, his or her independence. And that uh, that basically will build like the relationship of trust between the executive power and the judicial power. You know, so these are things you know that that are in my opinion like cornerstones of uh, of all of this. And that's my role as the minister of justice to to deliver on this. Uh, of course, I would love to deliver on all of this with the use of the legislation. But because of Mr. President, I cannot be fully sure these days whether any laws proposed by me and passed by the parliament. Would be later on signed, uh, okay. But 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 I think that you know if and it is not a uh, by mistake that one of the first decisions uh, that were made was joining EPPO. And please note that the whole process on our side has been almost completed. You know we are just waiting for the uh, confirmation by the Commission. You know we I uh, I did I did it through the Council of Ministers and the Parliament to to make a notification about the EPPO. We are changing our positions in proceedings before the Court of Justice of the EU, so we are not kind of, you know, continuing the line of the previous government. You're, you're dropping the cases. Uh, not so much dropping the cases, but, uh, yeah, to, 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 uh, depends, you know, which case is it about. But pursuing, because the previous government was actually trying yeah. to undermine... No, but, you know, but we agree, you know, if we see the claim by the Commission that let's say some of the judges were improperly appointed, you know, we agree with the government, yes, that is our problem, we have to resolve it, you know, so, so there is no point of arguing this, okay, so, uh, so taking into account the current position of the National Council of Judiciary, uh, the position of so-called neo-judges, you know, we take it into account because, you know, it was our DNA to fight against this, so, so you know, so now when we are in the government, we cannot say that everything is fine, and uh, uh, please note that uh, one of the first decisions of this government was to uh, dro not maybe not to appeal the case of Lech Wałęsa against Poland. Uh, you know, there was this famous case by the European Court of Human Rights, 
in which Lech Wałęsa, you know, the former yes. Polish president leader of Solidarity, was claiming that the court, the Supreme Court that was adjudicating his case, was improperly composed. And this case became, became so-called pilot judgment by the ECHR, and that the, there was a chamber decision. And just on the 13th of December, we have sent a letter to the European Court of Human Rights that we are not going to appeal this case because we agree with this judgment. Okay, uh, that's you know one of those examples of, of the change of the attitude. Okay? okay, that we are not just you know telling stories, but we are doing like real, real actions. You know, within those limits uh, that we have, uh, that are of course uh, within the law, within a law, and within you know those uh, remaining things that that are that still allow us to, to rule properly Poland. Yeah. Now, back before you were named um, minister, separate yeah. authority, yeah. Um, but also you were critical of the government's preparedness for enforcing these law, digital laws, like the, the DMA, I'm talking Digital yeah. Markets yeah. Act and Digital Services Act. Yeah. Do you feel that this is an important part of the new government's role, is to show that Poland is ready to enforce the EU rules mm -hmm. and set up an independent authority mm -hmm. and do everything you can to show that you are part of this new kind of regulatory environment, uh, not just in words but in deeds. You know, um, I remember when I when I made those interviews, it was this kind of a strange period of interregnum. So we didn't have, a, we, we won elections, but the previous government did not want to leave. Uh, Mr. President did not want to swear in the new potential ruling coalition. Then we had this government of two weeks, maybe you remember, you know. Uh, uh, and d during this, this time I was commenting on different things, okay? I was not yet the Minister of Justice. But then uh, uh, we had a new uh, Minister for Digitalization, who is Deputy Prime Minister, Mr. Krzysztof Gawkowski. And I know that he has a huge level of trust of NGOs. Uh, and commentators and opinion makers regarding digitalization and all those required changes. And it seems to me that he's, you know, he's uh, fully accepting Euro rules and going into this direction of, uh, of loyal uh, cooperation. Uh, and I, in, my, in my feeling, as far as I know him, you know, he's not only just, uh, you know, this kind of a person who would just implement rules, but I think, you know, Poland would say a lot in the context of framing future uh, EU policies concerning uh, concerning this. That is what I know, because, you know, this is a little bit right now uh, out of the remit of my of my competences. So so I know that the minister, I know for sure that this agenda is very high uh, because, you know, Mr. Gawkowski is the deputy prime minister. So you cannot, you know, uh, I think dream of a better uh, position uh, of a person who will be responsible for those things. Yeah, but you also have a background uh, that, um, looking at the NGOs, Panopticon. So you're aware that uh, how important it is to have independent oversight of these uh, companies and not to have it politicized. And so I think that's part of the presentation. You, you, the, the the new DPA is going to be completely independent. Yeah, but but uh, I don't simply you know uh, my feeling is that I should not comment on uh, on policies of some other ministries. Okay. You are right. That being the so that's why I started with this mentioning that I was not yet in the position of the minister, okay. but in my opinion, when I'm the minister, uh, I'm commenting on my things, mm -hmm. and I should not comment, you know, on the situation on, on the 
uh, I don't know, Polish-Ukrainian border and transport of grain, okay, and I, I should not comment on the operation of the police, because, you know, I, I think I should be loyal to my friends uh, who are in the government and who are responsible for those uh, uh, policies. Uh, the only thing I may tell you is that, you know, I'm reviewing different cases concerning, uh, as a prosecutor general, different cases that concerned activists that were helping at the border, you know. Okay. So that is, like, once again, yeah. uh, the, the, the remit of my competence. And and also my colleague uh, Zuzanna rudzinska blushed is dealing with some issues concerning children from Ukraine that are based in Poland, that are refugee children and their legal uh, situation because, because there are also some, let's say, procedural uh, uh, and civil law problems with, with the status but of those kids. So that is one of my reasons to be at this Justice and uh, Home Affairs uh, meeting. Because we would like to have a real impact on the on the legislation that is shaped here, and the previous uh, minister of justice was not here for eight years. Okay, so I'm the first one after eight years coming. Mr. Jobro was never here, as the as the minister of uh, of justice. Yeah, and because you know I understand, I hope I understand EU law, uh, because I have this you know legal background as a law professor. I think that I will be able with my team to contribute more to shaping the EU agenda regarding, you know, justice issues more than the previous uh, government. The previous government was usually blocking, you know, different uh, ideas or at least was accepting, you know, what was being proposed. There was a very strong ideological stance that was presented here. That's not my case, you know. Uh, if I hear, you know, some issues concerning, let's say, I don't know, fight with hate speech, domestic violence, uh, issues uh, concerning effectiveness of, uh, of uh, uh, civil system, you know, I would always think in this category, you know, how to make the EU law as much effective as possible, but at the same time, you know, the EU law that would be adjusted to realities in different member states, including my state, you know, that is my role as the, as the minister to, to shape it here and not to kind of, you know, think about some rules that would depart totally from the whole idea of the EU law. Adam Bodnar is Poland's Justice Minister and he was speaking in Brussels with MLEX Chief Correspondent Matthew Newman. And you'll find a link to the article based on this interview at our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X marketinsight.com. MLEX's audio interview series is edited and presented by me, Asia Senior Editor James Paniki. The series is produced by Nikki Busamir in Brussels with the support of MLEX's marketing team in London. From all of us here at MLEX and LexisNexis, thank you for listening. Make sure you join us for the next interview in our series. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.